This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the This Week in Bitcoin show. Today is July the 24th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking, conviction. Oh, yeah, we've got all of that here. We might have some technical difficulties on my side, but it all got corrected out. And, yo, we are on fire today. Canada's in the house. Kyle's in the freaking house in Canada, Brady, United States of America, and introducing Alessandro straight out of Venezuela. Oh my God, this is going to be so exciting. It's so exciting that I was like hearing it twice in the headphones. <laughs> the, the big day, the big, you never know what you're going to get on this show, dude. Uh, the, big, the big news of the day, of uh, the week, uh, was the OCC, some, uh, how many regulatory, <laughs> government institutions do we do we need in america they said that banks can uh store uh, cryptocurrency now they, they can be custodians and that, that'll make a big difference here in, in the old us today so we will we will start with uh, brady what's up with that all right yeah i mean i did i learned a new uh, a, a new acronym today a new office of the federal government that i was actually unaware of the office of the comptroller of the currency, uh, the O, the US OCC. Uh, hey, they have declared that banks can now custody crypto. All right, uh, you don't have to be a money transmitter, licensed business trust company anymore. You don't have to go state to state uh, to to get all of those documents. The Bit license is now obsolete. Uh, this is a big deal, man. This is just another like sign of capitulation from the legacy banking system saying, all right, you guys win three or, you know, two, three years ago. Uh, th these people were laughing at us. People were trying to ban crypto. The uh, you couldn't process uh, crypto uh, transactions on Visa and MasterCard right now. Visa and MasterCard are talking about, uh, you know, Bitcoin and crypto. They're, they're embracing it right now. I mean, this is just another sign that the crypto mark crypto, you know, market, the Bitcoin market, as we like to call it. But that, you know, that's going to take a little bit more time uh, for all of these people to come around calling it and realizing that this is actually the Bitcoin economy, not the crypto economy. But it's a sign that the market continues to mature, right? MasterCard, Visa, they're driving it forward. They're creating, you know, safe and secure experiences for consumers to use crypto, right? Uh, and we, we as uh, Bitcoiners, all know that there are safer and more secure ways to use it than uh, going through those trusted third parties. But this is a step in the right direction. We still got a lot of education to go. I just love seeing the mainstream legacy system tiptoeing a little bit closer to that rabbit hole. And when everyone kind of falls down and we, you know, shoot up that S curve of adoption, hyper Bitcoinization, baby, it's going to be beautiful. Oh, you mentioned the H word. Pound that like button. I didn't know we we're going to talk about hyper Bitcoinization today. There's some people that love that. Now, wait. I, I, I want to stick with you here for a second, Brady. Uh, so, are, are we are we going to see uh, Wells Fargo having Bitcoin accounts uh, pretty soon? Are there going to be normies that are going to be like, oh, I want to get into this Bitcoin thing? Wells Fargo is going to offer me an account. Do you do you see that on the horizon? Oh yeah, I absolutely see that on the horizon. I mean, that's what this uh, this makes possible. This announcement makes possible. This ruling. Uh, banks will be able to custody Bitcoin. So if you uh, want, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be able to buy Bitcoin, um, you know, through these, you know, on ramps, and then have the option to, 
you know, withdraw it to your Wells Fargo Bitcoin wallet. Uh, and, you know, the, again, there'll be trusted third parties. I think, I think that, uh, you know, Coinbase is, is looking at this and wondering what's going on. They're kind of playing, they were kind of playing the other direction. They were becoming a, a crypto a, a custodian and I think trying to kind of back into becoming a banking institution. And now we're going to see it the other way around, banking institutions coming into being crypto custodians. Uh, this is just the... Just the continued rise and spread of Bitcoin, and uh, it's it's inevitable. You know, it's uh, it's probably as uh, Corey Clifton put it. He he was quoted in a Forbes article about this. Uh, founder of Swan, he said that uh, it's as inevitable as anything in the worlds of technology and economics. So it's no surprise to see these big payment partners and banks trying to get in on the game. All right. I wanted to say to everyone uh, watching the show, you got questions. I got answers. Do a super chat. You can ask questions. Hello, my elite friends who are watching this right now. Yes, this is the This Week in Bitcoin show. We had some craziness at the start. Uh, I, I want to, you mentioned Coinbase. I think they're in a great position still uh, because some of these banks, they're not going to want to learn how to be custodians uh, themselves. They'll, they'll just buy Coinbase. Uh, I, there's going to be some uh, mergers and acquisitions of uh, crypto companies. Uh, that already exist, the banks will buy them to just make it easier uh, for themselves. So if, if you're already a crypto company that's kind of playing the uh, regulatory game, you might get uh, purchased by by a bank. Uh, so, all right, Kyle, what do you think about all this? Do you care in Canada? Do you care about uh, <laughs> <laughs> about? No, no, serious. It's a serious. It's a serious question. Well, you're you're gonna get the question too. You're laughing your butt off, but you're gonna get it too, Alistair. Okay. I will. Don't worry. I will. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Baby, we got the toilet paper here. I'm we got it. With my, I wait. I'm waiting with my toilet paper on the other side of the world. All right, <laughs> Kyle. Do you hear us? I hear you loud and clear, Adam. Um, I think it's, you know, like, like what Brady said, this is an, an inevitable thing. Um, you know, banks for a long time have been able to hold all sorts of different currencies. And the fact that they'll be able to store our Bitcoin for us, um, it seems like a natural step and it was kind of inevitable. But here this news drops from this obscure agency that, you know, many people weren't aware of. And, you know, and now it sets the stage for more people to give control of their keys to other people and to be able to give them to the banks if they so choose. Personally, like, you know, my mission is your keys, your crypto, your keys, your coins, your keys, your control, YKYC. Um, and, you know, that's what I'm doing with Swiss Key. And so, you know, I, uh, but, but at the end of the day, the banks, they will hold uh, your crypto for you. And this is a great sign. And a lot of the exchanges like Coinbase is a bank. Like, you know, all these exchanges, they are effectively banks. These custodians are acting like banks in a way. Uh, but now we're seeing, you know, the opening op option for the larger institutions to do this. This is something that I've, I've been kind of pushing for in Canada for the banks to not be, um, you know, as I was the executive director of the Blockchain Association of Canada for five years, there was a lot of interaction with many different parties and groups. And one of the, you know, the sentiments that I kept kind of suggesting is work with this industry and like understand that if you're selling gold and silver to your clients, why can't you sell Bitcoin? And why can't you offer to store their Bitcoin, you know, in your digital safety deposit box, which is a custodian wallet. So I think it's good. You know, it's um, progress on the whole continues towards 
hyper Bitcoinization. Now, I I also want to point out that of course, th don't don't store your Bitcoin at Wells Fargo. But I can't stop the I can't stop the world from, I can't stop the world from doing that. Okay, Kyle, do do you think Canada will uh, copy America's lead here, and and allow their banks to do the same? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. At some it, point. So yeah, no. Canadian. Canadian government, uh, it, it, that's that's good. You, you'll be uh, you'll just be uh, like America. It's too bad the Canadian government doesn't let their freaking baseball team play baseball at their freaking Sky Dome though, and they have to play in Buffalo. Happy opening day to everyone. Now moving on to uh, to Alessandro in uh, Venezuela. Do you have Boom. <laughs> Boom. Do, do you have thoughts on uh, on the uh, the the in America, how banks are going to be able to store your crypto for you, or do you not care at all, Alessandro? You were you're, you were like I, I'm so pumped to hear your opinion on this. What happened? Why don't I hear it? Oh man, his feed oh, was man. He froze. He, I mean, he was about to go wild there. Hang on. Come on, Alessandro. We we need you. That the, the internet, as we all know, the the internet in Venezuela can be a sort of unreliable. Uh, just just like everything there is is unreliable. Okay, so we'll we'll wait for a Alessandro to get back, and we'll move on for a second um, to a topic. Well, I'll, I'll go to Kyle for this one because yeah, you may have uh, noticed this, Kyle, and I don't. I think Brady doesn't care as much. But <laughs> the Ethereum is pumping. People must be getting excited about this Ethereum 2.0 thing or this Ethereum DeFi thing. It was kind of predictable that people would jump on the bandwagon. All right, Al Alessandro disappeared. He'll be back. Um, do you do you have a do you have a take on uh, the Ethereum uh, pumping the, the price of Ethereum? And is this the beginning, or, or is this is this two point thing going to work out for them? I do not have much to offer other than saying yes. If people are excited and there's a lot of buy side pressure, the price is going to go up. And there's a lot of really good people within the Ethereum community who are building awesome projects. And you know, just because of the nature of that protocol. As you know, as the demand rises for it, you know the same thing. The same thing as Bitcoin. Price is going to price, price is going to run too. All right, and, uh, my my, you know, here Kyle here wanted to point out he he's a Bitcoin guy, but I'm still Bitcoin though. Yeah, but but you're you're. At, you I made. I just made it. <laughs> you talk about it all. You you can talk about it. All right. Uh, well, let's talk to a, a a guy who's hardcore Bitcoin right now. Because you're you're in the Swan ecosystem, there, Brady. What's your take on uh, the ETH 2.0? And did you notice that it was pumping Ethereum? I did not notice until you just told me. But oh, I, I, pulled, you... I pulled up the chart. I pulled up the chart, and I see see it's pumping a little bit against Bitcoin. Um, you know, this is just this is just the beginning of the next run, man. It's just the beginning of the next run. Uh, of course, there's going to be altcoin pump along with along with the Bitcoin. Um, I am not bullish on Ethereum in the long run. Uh, I, I, that does not mean that, uh, you know, that's not a comment on the price. 
Um, I just, it, I, I think it leaves a lot to be desired. I think there's a lot, a lot of, uh, of uh, unproven claims uh, coming out of the uh, Ethereum camp and waiting for a long time. Uh, we got a whole bunch of crap from the Ethereum community um, on, on Lightning being vaporware for a long time. Uh, it has been on mainnet for like, almost two years now and or 18 months at least. And, uh, you know, growing every day. Uh, building out, uh, waiting for, you know, medium of exchange demand to hit. And I think it'll be ready. Uh, but Ethereum 2.0, uh, where is it? Uh, it seems incredibly complicated. A lot of the DeFi pro project, I'm sorry, products um, definitely don't interest me over collateralization. I think there's some centralization risk. I think just in general, Ethereum claims to be more decentralized than it is. Um, you know, interesting ideas. I think it's just a lack of execution from in from my point of view. Now, so I far. Mean, the market the market is saying they're going to be able to pull off 2.0. I mean, that's what I'm getting from this price thing. Do you yep. do you think do you think they're going to be able to pull it off? I mean, I I, I don't I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you're not an expert in the technicals behind uh, <laughs> the, no, the I, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I am not steeped in the specifics at all. Um, I know that it's, you know, it's been delayed for a while. Uh, maybe they're getting closer. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the person. I know my friend, uh, David Hoffman is the guy. If you want to know more about oh, what's yeah. going on, go talk to David Hoffman, trust the state. He is my, um, he is not, he is my trusted Ethereum friend. So uh, all right. <laughs> remember Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, but also I, I think Ethereum is the next Ethereum, but that doesn't mean I'm a, only, you know, it only by Bitcoin is what I tell people. All right, Alessandra, Alessandra, we've covered a lot. So you're going to, you're, you've got, people have got some major concerns in Venezuela. We're going to get to them in a second, but you've got a huge smile on your face. You've got a great take on everything. Uh, what is your take on, well, the, the U.S. banking system is going to be able to uh, hold uh, Ethereum now. And I, well, no, Ethereum, Bitcoin and everything. And we were just talking about the, the Ethereum pump. So I mean, you, you you got a lot to talk about if if you want to. Uh, does does any of it matter to you? The United States uh, monetary policy there and uh, uh -huh. and Ethereum pumping. Well, uh, guess the character, guys. Funding has been secured. The Treasury has been talking to the Fed, the White House, and Congress directly, and funding will be secured over the next month and over the next year for small businesses and medium-sized businesses. Bullshit, man. I don't care if they drafted a law, okay? I don't care at all. They're just centric groups of people drinking coffee together, cappuccino. And I've discussed this already with Brady on Citizen Bitcoin, dude. And lastly, what I would like to say about Ethereum, look, uh, Coinspree being Swiss legally based in the canton of Zug, which is basically the heart of what is known uh, as the Crypto Valley as well. I met all of the main key officers of the main uh, crypto businesses from Switzerland. And I told them they would get eventually burned uh, because of uh, the, the centralized approach that Ethereum is having. So to be very clear, sometimes uh, Ethereum's blockchain, if you check it out, 90% of its transactions are dollar tether. Yeah. So why are Swiss people subsidizing a centralized network to transact dollars? To not use a US banking license, to use dollars on another network, a parallel platform. So even though they lose money on that, 
they don't care. There's just a group of like 10 Swiss people, 10 Swiss persons that they just don't care. And they will continue subsidizing Ethereum. Look, I even have a friend, he's the CEO of a, a company that's a commercial partner of Coinspree. He actually operates from Venezuela just like I do. And he will be going live over the next couple of months. He's actually, uh, after me, he's the, he's the only uh, other cypherpunk inside Venezuela that is running a satellite Bitcoin full node. And of course, it's running on a Pandora box. That friend of mine met Vitalik at his apartment in 2017 when it was Vitalik with two other fuckers saying in, on their apartment in, inside on Zug, here we are and we are changing the world and the decentralized new version of Bitcoin or whatever. Fuck them, dude. People don't, <laughs> even, people don't even know what people know what consensus is but they don't know what consensus capital is, which is the structure that has been financing the Ethereum Foundation from Switzerland. The new Casper Labs technologies that they are developing, uh, developing for ETH 2.0. So I'm very much aware, aware of what is actually happening at the core of Ethereum, at a financial level, at a technological level, I don't care. You think people that are famished in Venezuela use Ethereum? No, dude. Sometimes you want to send like $10 and the gas for the network is $56. $56. So it's stupid. At a, at a technological level, Ethereum is dead, dude. Okay? Ooh, you just said a lot. You're not a fan of the 2.0. Clearly, pound that like button, everyone, for Alessandro breaking it down. And boom, 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 boom. All right, now, now okay. So you, you've actually given us a, a segue into uh, what what people real want to hear. They want to know the latest from Venezuela. Okay, you t tell us about the floor is yours to talk about Venezuela cryptocurrency in Venezuela, what you're doing in Venezuela, and the other guys can ask you questions too, because you're a unique beast. Um, unfortunately, all the other Venezuela guys I've had on my show, they uh, can't be on the show anymore. I mean, for various reasons. So I hope you yeah. don't disappear or anything like that. God bless you. Take it away. So uh, I'm going to be honest. I've been, I've been, I, 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 have I have approached the Venezuelan Venezuela. regulator inside Venezuela over the, over the last two years. And it's basically to be able to become very strategically El Sultan Bitcoin and not be taken away by the, by the Maduro regime, just as it happened with uh, Javier Crypto Bestardo from Satoshi in Venezuela. Uh, because that happens, uh, we do have a communist country. What's happening with crypto? Uh, I've said it, uh, Venezuela is going to go down the hyper-Bitcoinization road. Uh, Bitcoin just will continue to outlaw every single kind of regulation, be it in the United States or be it in Venezuela, be it in Bangladesh or Russia. Okay. I don't care about regulations. I run my own Bitcoin full nodes. I hate KYC. Although I understand that KYC is an integ integral part of fostering adoption because, uh, governments are participants of any sort of part of economies today, okay? I even believe that the US government is communist today. There's no capitalism inside US anymore. Uh, I'm even dressed like this because after, after, uh, after our meeting, I have a meeting with the first Venezuelan fintech that will adopt Pandora Box as a custodian solution 
to start processing Bitcoin as as payments uh, for Colum in exchange for Colombian pesos and bolivars and euros and dollars. So I'm a, I'm very excited of what's happening inside Venezuela. Uh, unfortunately, just like everywhere everywhere else in the world, because of the pandemic, uh, adoption will I don't know it will sped up. But next year, this year it is somewhat shallow. Uh, but I continue talking to the main uh, key officers and uh, directors from the board of directors of different banking ent entities from the Venezuelan banking system. And, 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 and to be clear, okay, uh, the Venezuelan banking system, it's not like the U.S. Coinbase is, <laughs> Coinbase is bigger than the whole banking and finance sector inside the U.S. Probably Math Palihapitiya could plug like $100 million and buy, <laughs> and buy all of the banking entities from Venezuela, if you know what I mean. So if I, if I, if I am actually helping them, those stupid so idiots, uh, understanding why they want to go down the Bitcoin road, it's, it's because it is the faster way for me and Coinspree and Venezuela to be able to provide, uh, even if it's not a sovereign custodian solutions, but it will be somewhat of an, an approach that will provide immediate, uh, immediate exposure to people that are, are living hand to mouth inside Venezuela, okay? The fastest way for them to gain exposure to Bitcoin savings is by connect what happened there sound <clears throat> accounts with the national company it's a company registered in finland that is eating up all of the venezuelan savings and the venezuelan remittances sector bit by bit and i just think that it needs to be a little bit more distributed and have other other uh other uh users and and remittances providers uh, that can compete with local Bitcoins inside Venezuela, Colombia, Argentina, Mexico, for instance, Paxful, HODL, Hodo Hodo, uh, and so on, okay? Uh, deprecated economies. Deprecated economies will continue using Bitcoin as a remittance and as a technological layer for payments and money transmission that will not be regulated at all at a technological standpoint and I think that bit by bit, uh, the technological gap will, will just be reduced. Uh, and even people from this side of the globe will be able to have their own sovereign custodian solution as, and start breaking up big banks and fintechs, whatever. Uh, Bitcoin is a solution, man. Real, real quick, you, when you're describing the, the Finland aspect, you got cut off. What, what, what was that exactly? The, 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 it's a Finland-based company? What, what is it? Local Bitcoins is a Finland based. Oh, okay, that that I didn't hear. You were talking about local Bitcoin. All right, all right. That makes that that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Um, I think your sound got turned off there too. Again, you're you're. Uh, all right, dudes. Uh, my 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 other guest here. Do you have a, any Venezuelan questions? I know I got a Venezuelan question, but do do you guys? And I got so many questions. Sure like how are, how are people actually using Bitcoin in Venezuela? Like, and what, what's the most popular wallet that people are using? Uh, I would say that literally the most popular wallets that people use are non-sovereign wallets, actually, because uh, people use Uphold, uh, the American exchange, 
And then they also use local Bitcoins uh, services that they provide them with their centric wallet. Uh, unfortunately, people don't have enough savings to buy, for example, like a Trezor. And I can tell you that from experience because I'm the number one reseller of Trezor inside Venezuela officially now. Uh, well, wait, wait, so I, I got a question. Then. I mean, uh, how many people actually have bought a Trezor there? I mean, I, I wouldn't think it's that many because it is expensive. I mean, there's only... Uh, only so much you, and you have to have a certain skill level to to be able to hold it there and have a certain knowledge level that you don't have to keep it on the exchange so is it just a small trickle of treasures into there would you say so there are two kinds of people today in venezuela there are the people that drive on reinforced cars and suvs that are worth like sixty-five thousand dollars, mainly government officials and people that do business with the government and then there's people that just eat from the garbage every day on the streets. So yeah, there's a small group of people here that uh, they have investments, they have stock investments in Europe, in the United States or whatever. Uh, they are very well financially educated or somewhat educated. And so they, they find Bitcoin very appealing. Uh, and probably some of them have a treasure and use it and others just, they dislike it. They just think it's a piece of hardware that is meaningless, that has some of, it doesn't have weight, doesn't have like a cool user experience. And so that's why I add up value with Trezor and the Pandora Box Custodian Institutional Solution, where I integrate Trezor with Pandora Box uh, and, the Caravan, and the Caravan open source multi-sig protocol from on-chain capital. Uh, so yeah, I think that Trezor, uh, the best Trezor use cases inside Venezuela will continue being created by Coinspree specifically and our multi-party custodian solution part of the, our business model. So you're, I mean, you're mostly working with businesses, right? I mean, you're, you're merchants, you're setting up merchants with full nodes, the Pandora box, uh, and, and allowing them to accept Bitcoin, right? Are, are, uh, so who are the like customers who are the consumers who are paying with Bitcoin? I would say uh, people like me, bad as Bitcoiners, okay? That probably you have a diversified stash of Bitcoins and you might end up buying air tickets uh, on cheapair.com, for example, with Bitcoin, which I have done in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you just also use uh, from time to time local Bitcoins uh, to cash out of Bitcoin and receive Bolivares on your national uh, bank account, and then use your Bolivares debit card to pay with your debit card directly. And then there's also this very small niche and upper class of people that would cash out of the Bitcoins uh, into Coinbase, for example, and then from Coinbase to their US bank account, uh, be it Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, whatever, and then pay with your U.S. debit card inside any point of sales, any points of sale inside Venezuela. A year ago, you couldn't do that. Today, you can. Today, you totally can. Right the U.S. Treasury right Department, yeah, the U.S. Treasury Department two weeks ago allowed Visa and Mastercard to process payments inside Venezuela, as long as it doesn't have anything to do with the U.S. government, uh, with the Venezuelan government. All right, uh, Kyle, you had more questions. So 
Yeah, yeah. So how about like, you know, the main, like the majority population, like, like what is, how, how would you say the education level around crypto is in terms of the general population in Venezuela? Because when we talk about like, you know, this being a radical solution or a, a truly transformative solution, I'm just wondering, you know, we're 10 years in now. What is the, what is, what is it looking like on the ground? Okay, so uh, at a nationwide level, I can say uh, I, I would discuss about El Petro, right? But El Petro being free marketing for crypto and Bitcoin overall. Uh, all of these ads that the, uh, that the Venezuelan government introduced via national TV, uh, billboards on the highway, okay, uh, of Venezuelan exchanges, of El Petro, the sovereign national cryptocurrency bullshit. <laughs> uh, but that opened people's mind, right? And uh, and crypto, cr the crypto world awareness overall. Uh, if it, uh, allow me to just connect my laptop to not lose you guys. I'm running out of battery. It'll take me just like 30 seconds, okay? And then okay. I'll be back to you. Uh, all right. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I, I had theorized if they really made the Petro, if they made the Petro a real thing, and uh, apparently it's pretty real that it would it would get people into Bitcoin. It would at least at the very least educate people about cryptocurrency. So so to have this national uh, this national cryptocurrency, it's uh, apparently they got billboards for it and stuff, too. It's uh, spreading the word out there for them. Hey, I, and Gregor Kovacs sent nine ninety nine. He said Shabbat Shalom. Well, Shabbat Shalom, Gregor. Thank you. Uh, f for the support. Okay, you, you're all connected over there, Alessandro? Yeah, uh, allow me to just connect my laptop very quick, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought you, okay. I, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, okay. keep on uh, connecting. Yeah, all I, right. I'm like, I'm really curious to, I'm really curious as well about, like, when a country's going through hyperinflation, what are the actual people transacting in? When the bills start becoming useless or like, you know, heavily devalued, are you going to start moving, you know, are there, is there going to be a resurgence of silver and gold and copper and some of the base metals? You, you know, I think I know what the answer is. Like, definitely asking that, asking that question. I think it's the U.S. dollar. They, they, they made the U.S. dollar is like semi-legal there now. I think they, that's what they reverted to. Uh, but that's a that is a good question. Okay, he, he he's run he's running back here. Uh, let me see. There's someone had a uh, someone had an off-topic question here. I, I want I wanted to read this r real quick. Uh, Where would it go? It was about my uh, my energy level here. Where did hang on? I, I got uh, we got to have a beyond Bitcoin uh, moment here. Where did it go, uh, dude? I don't believe you eat low carb, really. Do you take any stimulants? <laughs> Dude, it's natural stuff. I, I I eat I eat fruit and stuff, but I eat no no unnatural carbs here. Come on, man. I haven't had no ugh, disgusting added sugar, bread. It's so bad for you, dudes. You just it, people have gone away from the natural way of life. If you just avoid candy and all those things, you're gonna have natural energy. If you get if you get enough sleep, if you're a happy person, if you're a productive person. Dude, man, I'm a wild freaking animal here. Again, I just wanted to show everybody my shirt too. Okay, 
we're we're back to the we're, we're, we we took a look, but stimulants, dude. That, that, that's, those are those are drugs, man. Oh, he broke. He's gone. Alessandro, uh, Alessandro temporarily left us. All right, we'll move on to uh, we'll move on to another topic real quick. It's something uh, since we're talking uh, international here, the and uh, bureaucracies in, in the United States Congress. I don't know what the heck the dudes were talking about, but it came out the blockchain it came up in uh, Congress and it was clear that some of the uh, congressmen were concerned about uh, the Fed coin that China is working on a central bank digital currency that China is working on and they they pointed out that the United States cannot fall behind in, in such a competition and al almost like we're gonna have a uh, little bit of a, a, a cold war, a central bank a digital currency cold war with uh, China. But for me, I, I see this as a positive. Is it is this going to wake up our leaders to say like, well, a fear of falling behind China. Will that uh, will that will that get uh, the United States regulators off the backs and, uh, of regular people and uh, allow uh, maybe some more innovation here in America? Real, we got Alessandra back here, but 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 uh, real quick, Brady, what, what do you, you think about fully centralized, a fully centralized American Fed coin that tracks our very moves and is is just a complete nightmare, like China style? I I'd say that they paved the way for yes. it in China, and then America all of a sudden now comes. We need this too. Look, the Chinese are doing it. We need to do it. Look at the way the Chinese locked down. We need to do that too. The whole world follow the Chinese example because the Chinese know exactly what to do. They're good, smart people who care about everybody on the planet Earth. Follow them. <laughs> well, yes, you've uh, you've hit on part of the issue there. <laughs> but but I, there are some people that just don't want to fall behind in the so-called competition. But you're right; it will track people. It, it definitely will. Uh, We'll, we'll track people. Uh, Brady, your, your thoughts. Well, I mean, we're seeing, just like we're seeing with the uh, Department of the Treasury, the Office of the, the Comptroller, and that, uh, that we talked about at the top of the show. I mean, we're seeing all, we've seen more and more action um, and mention and discussion about blockchain in the U.S. government, all right? So there were a couple of amendments that were passed recently uh, that were added to, I think it was the National Defense Authorization Act that gets, uh, it's an annual bill that, get, that gets uh, debated and passed. Uh, there are a couple of amendments related to blockchain there as uh, providing some funding to study blockchain uh, applications as, as it might relate to defense, to, um, uh, you know, other, to, to study other, um, you know, blockchain technologies of, of foreign countries, et cetera, including probably uh, the, you know, the, federal coin the government coin of of the people's uh republic of china uh i yeah i see i mean this is this is the inevitable yeah. march toward a digital currency future and the dollar is collapsing we're in the midst of a of a currency collapse right now we're witnessing it um there will be some form of digital currency to that's lauded to save the day i think there'll probably be some kind of like bretton woods too where countries uh western countries will come together and try to put together some sort of you know asset backed digital currency that will become uh you know proposes the new world reserve currency um but you know at that point i think you know money is based on trust i think that 
trust will be absolutely broken in government money. Uh, and broken. You know, it's broken. Absolutely this broken. Look at this. I mean, I mean, it's, it's broken. broken. It's totally broken. It's, look at that. It's nothing. It's I mean, look at Venezuela. Good example, right? So, okay, this this is happening in the United States. We're going to see inflation as a result of this. I mean, there might be some deflation for a little while, but I'm already seeing, you know, asset price deflation. Look at the level of uh, unemployment that we have compared to this uh, bull run that we're go that we're uh, seeing in in the markets. Right, that is the result of money printing and the cancel on effect. Money being handed to banks, uh, corporations buying back their shares. This is we are seeing inflation already. So we're in the midst of a currency collapse. Governments are going to come together and try to, you know, save their power of the press, but trust has been broken. So we have this alternative and Bitcoin is going to slowly seep away uh, some of that value a little uh, slowly, but surely. And then suddenly, finally, it'll be sudden. And I think that, you know, uh, the, look, look at the generation that's coming up right into power. Um, you know, millennials, uh, the older millennials are in their mid, you know, mid to late thirties, right? Uh, I think they are, they're digital natives. They're going to have more trust in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies than some centralized digital currency, uh, Frankenstein monster that will, uh, come out of the next, you know, uh, after this currency collapses is, is done. Uh, I want to I want to point out to raw power in since we're having a scatterbrain show today where anything goes you could bring up anything, uh, dude. Yeah, it, you can be low carb and have some fruit, dude. I mean, it's like <laughs> why do these people take fruit? Like, come on, I I eat animal every single day, but I have some fruit, but that's still low carb, dude. I'm not like I could only have one grape every day or something like that, dude. You could get energy without like being a freaking fruititarian. All right, moving back to <laughs> eat animals, dude. They are fine to eat and pound that like button. Now, thank you, uh, Brady, for, 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 for explaining all of that uh, to us, what, what you just said. And I want to jump to Alessandro uh, because you missed something that uh, when you were gone, Kyle uh, brought up. When there is hyperinflation, what do the, the people of Venezuela resort to in, in on the street what do they trade with uh i, I thought uh, don't, haven't they uh gone to us dollars 70 percent of the venezuelan economy right now is running on dollars and 70 percent of that 70 percent is cash dollar bank notes which the venezuelan banking system cannot legally accept because they're not u.s licensed banks and the Venezuelan regulation drafted by Hugo Chavez does not allow them and will never allow them to do that, okay? So I wanted to up a little bit of fire with regards to actually what Brady was saying, and then I'll jump to the whole hyperinflation, uh, hyperinflationary deal in my country. Because I think the U.S. government will go down that path, maybe not hyperinflation over the next two to three years, but possibly over the next 10 years. Why? Uh, Brady said, corporations are buying back their shares. Right, that's happening since 2008. But what has been happening since the pandemic? The Fed is buying US corporate debt. The Fed is financing directly, Steven Mnuchin and Jerome Powell are financing directly, Jay Bezos, Google, and Berkshire Hathaway and all of this, only five to 10 companies that basically make up all of the US indexes 
market cap, literally, okay? So after the stock market crashes again, 25, 30 to 35%, Steven Mnuchin will go again on CNBC and Anna Bloomberg, just saying, together with Lat Ricallo, funding has been secured. We have drafted a new regulation. Now it is no longer illegal for the Fed to buy U.S. corporate shares. And they will buy directly Berkshire Hathaway shares. Once Warren Buffett dies after that, he will literally die, but forever. Just like Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. Hugo Chavez is dead, and it's not dead at all inside Venezuela. It's always remembered and remembered and remembered. It will happen the same shit inside your country, man. I'm so sorry, but it's just a reality, and I'm saying from experience. And so it is just a vicious cycle that will continue picking up, and it will continue bringing up more inflationary pressure on your economy. The Fed says we have a 2% inflation target. What 2%? Inflation in the U.S., it's 19, 20%, 25% on some products, huh? Yearly. So bullshit. It's a bullshit. It's a shit show. All right. <laughs> uh, I wanna, so, so you're predicting, I, I, I am not, I've said this many times, and I guess we'll get Kyle's uh, take on this. I don't believe in uh, that we're going to get hyperinflation in the United States. Uh, uh, you, you've seen it live in Venezuela, so <laughs> It's it's more of a re reality for you. One thing that you pointed out beforehand that I wanted to just uh, well, you said the United States is already communist. I would say the United States is fascist. That's it, it's. I mean, the means the, the the means of production is, is in control by the government, but they're picking the winners and losers. Uh, what can be open? What who they will fund, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I it, it's 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 fascism that has clearly uh, come to America. Uh, and when most people think about fascism, they think of di dictatorial racism, stuff like that. We're on the economic side. It is clearly, uh, it is clearly fa fascism, in, in my my opinion, at least. Um, I, I like the I like the term monetary socialism. Right? It's, <laughs> or, or socialism for the rich. <laughs> it's uh, all right. Let, let's, <laughs> Kyle. Do you do you feel uh, there will be hyperinflation in the United States of America, and and is the United States fascist now or communist? I mean, I think when it fascism and communism as opposed to a linear spectrum, it's kind of a circle, and they get really close on the on the absolute ends of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. In terms of hyperinflation in America, I think you know we're going to. It's 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 been gradual inflation, and it will continue to be gradual inflation. Um, I don't think we're going to see hyper hyperinflation. I think we're going to see a hyper price increase in in crypto and other assets. And I think bullion's going to bullion's going to do really well. Yeah. Would anybody be interested in a gold hardware wallet? That's like that's a that could be a loaded Bitcoin wallet that actually like I was actually playing with this prototype right now of one of my tangent cards. And so I've got these tangent cards that are NFC wallets. I was thinking about actually putting them, putting Boolean directly into them or changing the form factor. So it's a Bitcoin wallet and it can be an ounce of gold or an ounce of silver or an ounce of copper. And, and then you scan it and it instantly tells you you know what the value of that oh that's worth 30 bucks that's worth a thousand bucks that's worth a million uh 
a, a gold wallet, a gold crypto wallet. I, I think the golden holders would like that. I think it would, uh, I think it's an original idea. I think you shouldn't have, now, now, now people are going to take that idea, man. I, I, we're, 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 in mo we're in motion. Collaborate. Radical collaboration. That is key. It's when mm -hmm. people try to operate in tiny little silos that projects like don't, don't succeed. But anybody who wants to get involved, especially when it comes to crypto adoption, like let's collaborate, let's jam, let's bring this tech to the people, let's bring about this golden age that we know is possible. Oh, golden age! People, we are in a golden age right now. Pound that like button, everybody, for the golden age. And if you, if there was a, a gold crypto wallet, it would show that you know gold people and Bitcoin people. They can be friends. They can be the same. They can. You don't have to Peter Schiff about it or whatever. We could call the the, the wallet the Schiff, in in uh to to kind of point out that no, yeah, gold and Bitcoin go together there. The Schiff wallet. All right, let's uh, uh and uh, so uh, do you have any more questions for Alessandra? By the way, uh, Kyle. Did you no. use Bitcoin today? <laughs> <laughs> Not. Not today yet, uh, but I loved what you just said, Kyle, about a gold hardware wallet because I'm a guy that envisions that uh, the, the art and luxury Bitcoin industry will be a thing and it will be worth billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars eventually. That's why I'm actually the only, I think the only crazy dude in the world that has done an aluminum Bitcoin full node, okay, for myself. For myself because i'm also done bitcoin okay i'm in love of what bitcoin will do for the world uh for look can you explain we, the node oh yeah it's just an aluminium case and that it, it runs on raspberry pi it's just one of my personal bitcoin full notes i did it in italy uh uh yeah uh but what i think is look trezor for example has published under trezor shop an aluminium ionized uh version of the model one and that's worth 500 euros. How many people buy that? Not so much, but I think that eventually when Bitcoin shoots up to $100,000 per Bitcoin, then it will start making sense for people to understand that there will be, there will be a market for people that will buy a $1,000 Bitcoin full note or a $2,000 golden Bitcoin full note, okay? A carrot gold Bitcoin full note, a white gold Bitcoin full note, or a gold hardware wallet, as you were saying. I think that will be a thing. Uh, and it's actually very interesting and attached. Tenor, and I think a 10 bar gold with a Bitcoin wallet on it as well. That's That costs an extra 10%. So it's like I'm buying the Boolean, but it's also doubling as crypto. Correct. Correct. Like. Keep on, Alessandra. You're on, you're, you're on a roll there, Alessandra. Keep on going. You had you. I, we've 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 uh, a, a couple times you've been on these uh, rolls. You, you've so much to say. <laughs> so so keep on going with uh, what you were saying. So look, uh, the, I'm going to do a new version of Pandora Box, uh, and tomorrow I'm going to talk to the guys. They they're one of the most trending artists from Venezuela right now, and so we will start intervening Pandora Box cases. Uh, and make the and produce them like artistical cases. It will be crazy, dude. Literally, uh, and then eventually, I do plan on selling Pandora Box artistical cases and ship them globally. Uh, unfortunately, 
unfortunately, it does, it does not make sense for me to go at a consumer level and provide Pandora box, for example, to the to the US end consumer and the US markets. Uh, but there are people inside the US that are learning how to build their own Bitcoin full node. I will launch my own Sultan, uh Bitcoin full node tutorials. And then just like Dan Hell, right? Dan Hell uh, two days ago introduced a shell uh, for, for Bitcoin nodes running on Raspberry Pis uh, that is worth $130. And I think it's horrible, to be frank. I think I will, I think I will crush his shell. Uh, <laughs> and I actually, I actually got in touch with him and I told him, VC me. You should be my VC and angel. So I, so I just don't crush you all the way down, man. Okay. <laughs> you, got a, you got a hedge, man. Wait, there, there, there's actually was a question here for you in the, the audience that I thought was very good, Alistrandra. Can Shoot you it. still, can you still exchange the digital Venezuelan currency, uh, the Petro that is to Bitcoin on the official government website? No, you can't. And the Maduro regime approached me. Uh, trying to see if I could help them do that at a technological level. Okay. Uh, no, I think it won't happen. And I, I think probably the best version of El Petro would be building a stable coin on, on the liquid sidechain. Okay. Uh, to eventually make pegging, pegins with uh, Bitcoin's blockchain and just uh, like anchor El Petro to Bitcoin's blockchain. Will that be a thing? I don't know, man. Nobody else, nobody else inside the country will allow them to do that. So El Petro, El Petro is working at a jurisdictional level because if you make some payments in Petro, uh, uh, you, you you could be exonerating. You you could exonerate uh, uh, taxes from those payments that you are making if you make them uh, uh, at a at, with El Petro. So there are some, uh, let's say, El Petro jurisdictional transaction processing services where those guys would receive bolivars or bitcoin and they and then make payments to government entities uh via el petro but making contracts so it's nothing technological All it's right. a scam it's a scam <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right so in, in the audience gregor kovac sent 9.99 again thank you for the support he says here to support Keep on bringing the best guest in the space. Well, dude, I am every Friday. You get the freaking best guest in the space here. Dudes that are not afraid. They are living their lives. They are traveling around. Alessandra, are you still traveling? Have you been able to, to go from Venezuela to Europe lately? Last year, uh, okay, but, okay. Not, but not because of the pandemic. Nobody can go in or out. Basically, only bodies of the Maduro regime. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, God. What a, what, a, what a situation. What a situation you got down there. All right. Uh, any more Venezuelan uh, questions before we uh, move on from, uh, from, from the panel here? Anything else to say? All right. Good. I, I'm glad. Thank you so much for telling us about What's going on on the on the ground there? Because there's so I mean, there's always so many rumors about Venezuela and so much speculation in the mainstream crypto media. They should just ask dudes like you. I mean, it's it's, it's that easy. It's just go to the, straight to the horse's freaking mouth. Uh, but yeah, uh, awesome, awesome uh, sharing. And you are definitely in motion there, man. Definitely in motion. Please be 
be, be safe, as as they say, and uh, keep, just keep on uh, being in motion. Keep, you've got a lot of energy, and I know energy. Pound that like button. All right, uh, let, let's talk to. Uh, Thanks, we, haven't heard, we, we haven't heard from Brady for a while. For a while, Brady, what did you think about the? Uh, well, <laughs> the crypto scams that are out there that are uh, on YouTube. I mean, it is. It's unbelievable. Literally, crypto scams are buying ads on YouTube. We saw what happened uh, on Twitter when they uh, you know, took over the, the Twitter uh, <laughs> prominent people's uh, Twitter handles. But uh, do, do, do you have a take on this? Uh, is this a bringing notoriety to, to Bitcoin? Is this a bad thing? And have you seen a lot of it? Have I seen a lot of scamming? No, well, not, 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 not that's uh, Jesus, that's, uh, Jesus uh, it, 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 if you've been around the, the space for one month, the answer is obviously yes. <laughs> the question, the, the, the question more so is, uh, do in the social media realm in the crypto social media realm, is it uh becoming more and more apparent? Uh, is it, is yeah. it a bigger thing? Yeah, I feel it. I feel it picking up for sure. Uh, and you know, that's also like a, a little front, a front run signal. It's a little canary that things are going to be picking back up. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I have a bunch, I, I block that stuff like as fast as I can. I've had a couple of impersonators. Um, so I don't see it as much as I probably would otherwise, but it is kind of amazing that the, you know, that Twitter hacker got a hold of the keys to the most powerful and influential social network in the world and decided to run a shitty, I'm sorry, a crappy little Bitcoin scam, right? That's it. Got like 18 Bitcoin out of the whole deal, but could have done so much else. So the opportunities would have been endless, right? I mean, the, the accounts that were compromised could have like, I mean, started some sort of like, you know, sparked World War Three or something. But though they're like, mm, no, I'm going to accumulate some Bitcoin, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't I think that's bullish. Right. I, I And I, I love that. I mean, it's another sign that like, you know, Bitcoin's like a peaceful protest, the peaceful revolution. You know, it's it's sort of a, a little a metaphor for the for that fact. Um, yeah. So it, the scammers are going to come out of the woodwork again. Uh, people are going to fall for it. I, you know, am uh, a fan of strategically applied toxicity, you know, like let's not indiscriminately be, uh, a-holes to people, of course, but let's call out with impunity, uh, people who are trying to scam others out of money. All right. This is real life. This is money. This is, uh, you know, makes, makes a big difference. There are people who I have, you know, we've know that for a fact that there are people who have lost their marriages because of crypto scams, you know, like this is real life. This is serious stuff. So we got to be careful. We got to call that out. Oh, well, hopefully they still have their cryptocurrency and not their wife. I mean, anyway, okay. So it's important. It's important. You've got to value your wealth in Bitcoin. A lot of people value their wealth in other things. Uh, you know. Uh, okay. So uh, Kyle, though, you, you were telling me about your bus, driving across North America, crypto across, what was it called? Tell us how it went. Yeah, so Jason King, uh, he ran from Miami to Santa Monica and he had this accompanying RV bus and it was called Blockchain Across America and he did it to raise awareness for blockchain technology and the homeless epidemic in America. 
And, you know, Jason, he started Sean's Outposts and has been a legend of the space for a long time. And I was in San Diego. And because of, you know, the whole scandemic, um, I couldn't get back to Canada. So um, I, I couldn't fly. And I have children. I have children in America and I have children in Canada. So I was, I was in a very difficult position where I couldn't get back. So we ended up getting an RV. And that was the only way. It's like if I drive across the border you can't separate the family at the border because of you know in that way so i asked facebook and jason king you know mentioned that he had just uh given his bus to some friends and then the bus broke down and they and it needed to be fixed so i fixed it and now it's our bus and we drove it for 16 days from uh san diego up to canada giving away Bitcoin, giving away Swiss key cards, giving away stickers, just exploring America, seeing what it's, the real world looks like. Because a lot of people aren't seeing what the real world looks like. They're only seeing what their phones and their televisions, their radios are shooting them. They're not seeing the real world. Up here in Canada, everybody thinks Canada is amazing and that America is absolute hell right now. Not true. America is not hell. People are operating up here. It is insane right now. Like the that level of fear and control and cowardice that is being experienced is just infuriating. And for me, I have just gone like, okay, I'm pulling back. I am in nature. I am with my family. We are spending two months in summer. This is effectively camp. It's also work time. We've got internet but this is time to regenerate and, and, and forge forward. Um, so yeah, and we're living out of a bus. I'm living with my four children out of a bus next to a swamp. It's awesome. And it's got knee boarding and, 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 and if anyone it. sees it, I mean, it's advertising Bitcoin, right? I mean, it's got a big, uh, what's it say on the side of it? it it's, uh, it's advertising Bitcoin and it's massive. It's <laughs> massive. Let me show you. Uh, well, I, I, I do like I do like what you just talked about with the fear and how everyone. If you listen to the media, you would think America is it's completely falling apart. You're absolutely right. I go outside every single solitary day. Unfortunately, there are Americans who are stuck in their house and have been outside for months. It's great. I mean, everything normal is still going on outside. And yes, it, uh, thank you for telling us that Canada is worse than America. It's clear they won't even let the people play baseball at the Sky Dome. It's completely—it's it, so insane. The paranoia. Uh, freedom and, of assembly. Freedom yeah. of assembly. Exactly. Gone. Exactly. Well, hey, do you, uh, there's Gone. so you wouldn't recommend if Americans could even visit Canada, you wouldn't even recommend it at this point. <laughs> oh, come! I mean. Well, I'm inviting I'm, all my friends, but you can't come. They've shut no, the border yeah, down. That was, well, that was, that and then was, there's yeah. a 14-day quarantine. Yes. It automatically infers everybody with the quarantine. It makes you feel – you get a social stigma that everybody thinks you're sick. Everybody thinks everybody else is sick, but nobody is sick. It's the middle of summer. And when <laughs> you stay inside and you don't get your vitamin D, then you get sick. And when yeah. you don't interact with people and you have children, the children don't interact with people. When they do start interacting, they're going to get sick. And what are we going to call it then? Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, I've made the prediction. Uh, we're getting a little off topic here, but I just want to remind everyone the next big thing they're going to people. They're going to try to say, well, kids, that whatever comes up next, they're going to because this doesn't doesn't affect kids. The next scary thing 
will affect kids because that makes people more scared than anything. When the kids get get sick, that's that's when people are truly scared. But I was I, I, and it's please don't be scared, people. Your kids are fine. Send them to school, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, or, or homeschool them, whatever you wish to do. My 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 question was: I I heard a rumor that if you said you were driving up to Alaska, they would let you in. They would let you cross the border. And just uh, and then you could just hang out in Canada if you wanted to. Is this is this true, uh, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I think one of the conditions is that if you're if you need to go through Canada in order to get somewhere else, like you know, if you want, if you want to, yeah, Alaska is a great example. If you want to drive up to Alaska, um, technically that that should fly. Yeah, but how do they enforce a 14-day quarantine anyway? I, I've kind of wondered that myself. Like, if, if I were to somehow get into Canada. Phone call? If I were to fly into Canada. Phone calls? All right, all right. I'd find a way around it. Okay, so we went off. Man, this has been this has been a wild show. We've talked about it all today. We've talked about it all. So. I'm, I'm going to go to to everyone to get their final thoughts to see if there were any subject matters that were not brought up. Remember, they're all linked to below. All these guys are linked to below. And I, I do want to point out, Kyle's on a satellite internet. There's a slight delay, but it's, it's working pretty darn well. Dude, we're living in a golden age, technology. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll start with Alessandro, because you, you've got a lot to say, obviously. Your conclusionary thoughts, thank you. You made a beautiful debut today. You brought the high energy, and I love the high energy. You know that. Uh, but uh, any any other uh, stories you wanted to talk about, or what you're doing personally, Alessandra? Totally, the fifth of November, uh, and on by honoring the V for Vendetta movie, <laughs> I will do. Yeah. I will. I will probably launch a webinar sponsored by my college, which is the the most entrepreneurial college from Venezuela, Universidad Metropolitana. I will be. <laughs> Uh, it will be it will be called Welcome to Bitcoin Suela. Uh, and we are planning on inviting some international invitees uh, that are part of the industry. I would love to invite Brady specifically from Swan Bitcoin because he is fostering uh, Bitcoin at an educational level. And that's very important because uh, it, it will be a webinar sponsored by college. So I think that, that's up with the other. Uh, uh, I don't know how many how many people will be there. I will be one of the main hosts, and then the CEO of El Dorado, that friend of mine that met Vitalik in Switzerland, that also operates here from Venezuela. Uh, that will be pretty interesting, and it will be done the fifth of November because in 2021, thankfully, if this, as Kyle mentioned it, that I loved it, scandemic passes away, uh, then we will be launching a Bitcoin techno party that will be called Welcome to Bitcoin Suela, and it will also be a badass Bitcoin meetup, and you have to come, Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, and <laughs> Citizen Bitcoin guy has to come, and if Kyle can come, he will come, and Max Kaiser and Corey Clipston from Swan Bitcoin. I just wanna bring as much international folks as possible, okay? And I already have some sponsors from ROM companies, uh, from Venezuela to put a little bit of, of booze inside <laughs> inside inside the event. And by the way, there are beautiful chicks inside Venezuela. Awesome, <laughs> awesome food, awesome fruits, awesome, awesome Bitcoiners. 
So don't worry, guys. You will be safe with also Tom Bitcoin, but you totally gotta gotta come and you totally have to sponsor me and retweet Bitcoin Swear because it will be a thing and it will be the breaking point for hyper Bitcoinization in Venezuela being official. That's it. All right. For today. I, I, for today. <laughs> that is, thank you so much. Yes, let there be real events in this world. Not not just events that when you, you're looking at someone on the screen where we actually shake hands, meet in person, dance around about Bitcoin, and uh, and party on. If you drink, you drink. Yeah, and you, if you womanize, you womanize. It, it'll be great. <laughs> this is not. This is not real. This is you know. Dude, uh, dude, we will be we will be wearing at like. 12 at night, we will be we're wearing masks like deeper than that. Boom, Bitcoiners. <laughs> all, all, all right. This, this, please, seriously, everyone, I open borders again, people traveling from country to country, and may it be peaceful in Venezuela. May, uh, I, I do want to visit Venezuela one day. I, I We could talk about this off air, but I mean, there's all sorts of rumors about what, what happened when you're down there and everything. May, may the regime fall soon, uh, I say. That's just me saying that. Okay, now, uh, Kyle, you're uh, not, no, 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 we'll go to Brady. Brady, Kyle will be last. Uh, Brady, your, 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 your final thoughts. Thank you for being here. Bitcoiners, this is our time. Run your full node. Talk about Bitcoin. Recruit your six people. If all of us recruit six people, uh, you know, this thing will be taken off to the races um with everything that's going on right now with all the madness especially on the monetary front this is our time all right this is the moment that bitcoin was made for so be out there be present don't be shy don't be stuck back in your room in front of your computer watching your node get out there and talk about this stuff follow alessandra's example man get flashy get loud all right this is our time so uh you know also, get off Coinbase. If you're on Coinbase, get off Coinbase, swanbitcoin.com. Lower fees, made by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. All right, delete Coinbase. That's it. All right, pound in motion, people, in motion. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll end it uh, with, with Kyle up in uh, north of the border, baby. Take it away. Kyle, your closing thoughts. We've got a delay. There you go. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for, for, for hosting this. And, you know, and like I think what kind of Brady was saying, but I would say on Bitcoin, always like, you know, think about it, especially as a giving, because I know part of Swan Bitcoin also had give Bitcoin as a birthday gift, as, you know, a graduation gift, like give Bitcoin. The gift is a beautiful thing. It is one of the 10 principles of Burning Man is gifting. Bitcoin is a wonderful gift, but it needs to be done thoughtfully. It can't be done recklessly. Otherwise, you're just wasting Bitcoin. Um, that's why I like our Swiss key cards. I'll post a link on our Twitter where these are amazing gifts to go give to people. I think I would love to talk to you, Alessandra, about these because in Venezuela, there is a very, very low technical knowledge required to use these. All you need is a cell phone. You give someone on the street a treasure they're going to throw it in the garbage because they're not going to know what it is. It's going to look like, you know, like they won't understand it. This, they literally touch their phone. It goes, and it says, oh, that has a hundred dollars on it. Okay. I'll give it to you or I can spend it. 
anyways, I think these are like, you know, incredibly dope. And I think we are moving towards this next level. I've been building out Swiss Key, which is effectively a brand play that is looking for some of the best solutions and then doing activations and generations towards helping trigger more adoption and more people into this space and making it simple, secure and accessible for everybody on the planet. We have all gotten here. Like Adam, we've been talking for years and years and years. Those of us who have been in the industry a long time, we get it. This, this, this is a, it, it, it works. But for those new coiners, for those pre-coiners, they're not, not ready, but they're waiting for that easy, easy moment. And I think Swan Bitcoin, I think Coinbase, I think Give Bitcoin, I think all these like solutions are helping this. And this is a, you know, this is an ecosystem-wide kind of movement that's happening. And as we work together, and as we just keep developing and keeping building, the great thing is there's no centralized player. Coinbase goes down, it doesn't matter. Like blockchain.info goes down, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, the, the way it way all things, this industry is anti-fragile, which means every time there's a weakness, we fix it, we get stronger. As Andreas Antonopoulos said, Bitcoin is a sewer rat. It is not a shiny pony. And that is what is so dope about this. You throw everything at Bitcoin, it gets up, it keeps going. It doesn't stop. And that's just like us in the industry too. We are all sewer rats. We have been through this. We have had so much so much mud slung at us. We've had to deal with all the questions over and over again. And we get better and we get stronger. And calling out to the armies of the crypto enthusiasts, don't hate on each other. Even you might not like that prop that 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 coin of that crypto. Don't get nasty. Don't get hating. People believe in this. People believe in this industry. They're working on problems. Bitcoin won't solve every single problem. There's other coins, there's other protocols that solve problems. Stand up, support them, understand that at a high level, we're all on the same mission together. And when we start fighting in our own our own fields, then we get weaker. Divided we fail, together we stand, together we rise. And like right. I say, we are approaching a golden age. I love you all. Love, love, love. Oh, baby, pound that like button. You ended it on a high note, baby, like we say. All right, guys, compete. Don't complain. That's right. You know, we're produce. We're not here to destroy. If people are going to be producing other coins, let them. Uh, that's what I've said on many of my shows. I'm not into destroying the other coins. I know Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Let everybody thrive. Let everybody do their thing. The more minds out there, the merrier. Let's get let's get our minds rolling. Be productive dudes. All right. That's it. That's this week in Bitcoin. What a week. We're here every Friday. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Follow me on Twitter at T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Speaking of sewer rats, uh, Baltimore Orioles, come on. It's opening day. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. And uh, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Enjoy yourselves. Hopefully, oh, God, hopefully too much, not too much social justice will be seeping into baseball, but it will be. But, hey, dudes, hey, if you're – there's no social justice in Bitcoin. There's just pure numbers, no emotions here. It is what it is, baby. All right. We are the counterculture. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Thanks a lot, dude. See y'all. Bye-bye.